Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Famous movie stars from around the world, the wives of heads of state, and illustrious figures from the fashion world. The haute couture shows, which were even more elite, happened in January and July, and Veronique was the star of those shows as well. She had been on the cover of every fashion magazine frequently for the past four years. It wasn't an easy job, and required endurance and hard work. She was often in fittings the night before a show until 2 a.m., while demanding designers saw to it that each garment fit each model perfectly. There was pandemonium backstage at every show, while stage managers from the design houses oversaw every detail, and in some cases, dressers stripped a model and redressed her in a matter of seconds, with all new jewellery and accessories to go with the change. Only their hair and makeup remained the same. Veronique took it all in stride. None of it was new to her after years of the same routines. During the rest of the year, she was constantly in photo shoots all over the world and had worked with all the most important photographers. She was always in high demand and had thrown herself into her career wholeheartedly, knowing that the crest of the wave wouldn't last long. One day, it would be over. She had made a lot of money and turned it all over to her mother, who had a good head for business and invested it well. Véronique had total confidence in her. Her mother, Marie-Hélène Vincent, was a lawyer, and Véronique was unusual in how close she was to her mother. Many of the young girls from Eastern European countries came to Paris unprotected to seek their fortunes, modelling for as long as they could and hoping to find a man to marry or support them. The men who pursued supermodels were a special breed, addicted to beauty, wanting a young girl on their arm. Some of them were extremely generous, others less so. They used the girls as accessories to enhance their image. Many of the girls got into drugs once in the fast lane, but Veronique never had. Her beauty had been striking since she was thirteen. Men in the streets stared at her, others tried to hustle her. She had been well protected and carefully brought up by her mother, who had insisted that her education came before her modelling career. For the first two years of her career, she had attended the Sorbonne part-time and majored in art history and French literature. She was halfway to a teaching degree she intended not to use until she was much older and had no other options. In the meantime, she had recently been the face of a well-known cosmetics line and before that the face of a perfume. Jewellery houses clamoured to have her in their ads and she had been the primary model for an airline for a year. She never lacked for assignments and had to juggle them all. She was part of an industry in which she was the commodity she was selling. Her mother was relieved that so far none of it had gone to her head, despite so much attention focused on her. Veronique treated it like a job she was serious about, and never let herself be distracted, as many other girls did, their heads turned by their own beauty. Her mother always reminded her that external beauty was fleeting, and real beauty came from within. It was part of her now, like a hand or a leg. Her exquisite face was just another body part, and it served her well. She didn't dwell on her looks and never thought of herself as others did. She was paid well for what she did, like a gift she had received and had done nothing to acquire. She considered her beauty an accident of fate, like a beautiful singing voice or the ability to paint. 
her exceptional looks had turned into a lucrative career. She had paid no attention to it at all when she was younger, and to her it was simply a job. Modeline had opened doors for her, and she was well aware that she couldn't take the men who pursued her seriously. She had no desire for a lasting relationship at her age. She had fun with the men she went out with, but their relationships never lasted for more than a few months. She was invited on yachts and on corporate trips by the companies she worked for. She was sometimes paid to go to parties for publicity purposes, and she never lacked for men to go out with. Her current date was Lord Cyril Buxton, handsome, from an excellent British family, and twenty-seven years old. He was meant to be working for his father at a bank in London, but spent far more time playing in Paris and with her, and avoided his family as much as he was able to, much to his parents' chagrin. Veronique had met them once when she was doing a shoot for British Vogue in London. They were grateful that their son was...